0: Hey there, my friend. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project and the Fit Mother Project podcast. Today, we're going to do another food spotlight episode, and this is an episode type where I want to share with you some really cool facts, information, and history around some of my favorite go-to foods. And I specifically picked these foods to share with you because they may be something that you're not incorporating into your routine yet that I do recommend you do because you're going to get some health benefits and it'll actually expand you out of your comfort zone. And on that note, today we're going to be talking about organ meats and why organ meats may be one of the best things you can incorporate into your diet this year. And I'll show you some ways that I personally do that taste great and it's not like a gross, crazy thing. Now, the history is Organ meats were something that humans consumed a lot of before World War II. Um, And after World War II, we had this big shift, particularly in the United States, where we started to do a lot more industrial agriculture and a lot of people started eating more of the muscle meats. And I want to differentiate that. When we get a cut of steak or a chicken breast, we're eating the muscle versus eating the organ, like the heart, like the liver, the spleen, and even some cultures eat the eyes. Now, a lot of this stuff dates back to in this some of the lore and the history around this, at least in the modern times, to a very important health pioneer and a dentist by the name of Weston Price. And Weston Price had a very uh, seminal research paper called Nutrition and Physical Degeneration, where he traveled around the world and looked at a lot of these indigenous cultures and saw what they ate. And when he came to North America and he was looking around um, in the Canadian Rockies at some of the indigenous North Americans, he found that when the Native Americans went on a hunt and they killed something big, let's just say like a caribou or something like that, or a big buffalo, they actually served the muscle meats to their dogs and they saved the organ meats for themselves because the organ meats, as we're going to find out, are some of the most nutrient dense foods on the planet. And it's no surprise because each of our main organs, which are very analogous to the organs of many different animals, concentrate particular nutrients for their functioning. So the heart, for example, concentrates a nutrient called CoQ10, which is very good for our heart health. It produces energy in our bodies, and it's a big part of the electron transport chain. So when you eat the heart, guess what you're getting? CoQ12. The liver concentrates all these really important fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, and K. When you eat liver, you get those vitamins. And you also get benefits from eating crazy stuff, which I know no people do, and I, I personally don't, but you eat the eyes, for example, they concentrate vitamin A, which helps with our vision. And Weston Price actually talks about a story where there was an early uh, American, you know, I guess, like settler or guy who was going across America, and he actually went blind from vitamin A deficiency. And the Native Americans found this guy, they actually helped him, and the way they helped him is having him eat fish eyes. They fed this guy fish eyes because they knew that the fish eyes had this nutrient for eye health, which is vitamin A, and it actually cured his blindness. And there are many instances of these indigenous cultures around the world uh, eating organ meats. The Australian Aboriginal people prized the brain and the liver of the wallaby and the kangaroos that they did on hunts. The traditional Inuit of the Arctic were known to eat the skin and the organs and the fat of the caribou and the fish that they got. Even today, there's examples of different modern cultures that include organ meats in their food. So for example, Costa Ricans serve pork shanks cooked in liver, kidney, ears, cheek, and brain and heart and fried pieces of pork belly that they call chicharrones. And in Romania, there's a food called uh, pifti, which consists of pigtails, feet, and ears spiced with garlic and served in bone gelatin. So there's a lot of health benefits to uh, getting organs because they concentrate so many of these nutrients. And in fact, there was a study that rated all these different kinds of foods and the categories of foods in terms of nutrient density, which means the amount of vitamins and minerals, these micronutrients that you get per ounce. And of all the foods they tested, literally all of them, the number one category was organ meats. They got a nutrient density score of 754. And I want to compare that to something like dried fruits, 85, nuts, 120, vegetables, 352. So on the list of the highest things in descending order, organ meats were number one at 754 nutrient density score. Shellfish were number two at 643. And one of the reasons that is, is shellfish obviously are small. So this is a per ounce comparison, are really rich in a lot of these sea minerals, zinc, iodine, great stuff like that, that have a tremendous health benefit. So they concentrate those. Next on the list at 622 was cold water fatty fish, like salmon, sardines, Herring, they have the omega 3s, obviously very important as well, these fat soluble vitamins and B vitamins. Then lean fish were at 375, eggs were at 212, poultry was at 168. So let's look at the difference between poultry in terms of the vitamins and nutrient density at 168 versus like an organ meat at 754. I'm not saying don't eat your chicken breast. I think it's great, it obviously has the protein. And if you enjoy that as a go to food, go forward and eat chicken breast. But do know that there are different, uh, animal food preparations to have a lot more nutrient density. And I think to live a long, healthy life, you want to get as many of these micronutrients in as possible. And I think liver can be a really great source of that and a good accessible point. Now there's obviously more organs that you can explore. um, but what I actually get is some liver into my diet. How do I do that practically? Well, you can buy liver at a grocery store like my family does. And we get like the thin liver slices and you know, there's like four to eight of them in a package and i get some gluten-free flour so it's honestly like typically like almond flour or coconut flour and you just bread those suckers up you basically just put the flour in there and you you put the liver in there and you coat it up and then i put it on a cast iron skillet with some butter in there or some avocado oil and you can fry that liver and it's a very thin slice so you only need to fry it around Two, three minutes aside. And if you want to chop up like a, a nice big onion, you could cook it with onions if you want. That's a traditional liver and onions recipe, which tastes pretty good. But even if you don't use the onion whatsoever, you can actually have that liver with a little bit of like organic ketchup or a lower sugar barbecue sauce or some hot sauce. And I think it's personally delicious. I know it's like something that not everyone would like, but I found a way to have liver. And the one thing I found is like if you get a really thick liver, sometimes it's like, kind of gross and hard to cook. But if you get thinner livers, you really can't mess it up as much. And some people do actually soak the liver overnight in some kind of milk or some kind of basic solution because it pulls out some of this different flavor and taste. I personally don't do that. So that's one way you can cook liver and onions and make that like a go-to meal once in a while. An easier way is to go to a good company. One that I like is U.S. Wellness Meats and get some liverwurst sausage. And so they'll actually have like, you know, it's like a, a little brick of Mixed up, they'll mix up a whole bunch of organ meats, liver, heart, spleen, some other beef products in there. And you have just like a nice little liver. And one thing that I do on occasion is like, I don't eat it, I eat it like, a, let's say a couple times per week or every other week. I'll put that liver with a couple sunny side up eggs. And I'm just getting a ton of these fat-soluble vitamins. And it's a really convenient meal you can have for breakfast or for dinner. So if you don't want to do any thinking in prep, but you want to incorporate organ meats into your diet. A liverwurst and a high-quality one that has a bunch of these different organs could be good. And what I found is if you go to an average grocery store, you're not going to find enough quality organ meats. So oftentimes you need to buy these online or go to a local butcher. And I'll say this too, is this is another kind of uh, prop in like thumbs up for something like bone broth too, which could be th- thought of as in similar to the family of organ meats. It's just like bone structure. But when you get the bones and you're able to cook those down, uh, you get a lot of these good collagen proteins as well as the beneficial nutrients that are inside the marrow. So the thought process here is, and the really the, the message here is, is that we mostly think of muscle meats as the best meat to eat. Steak, chicken, fish filet, et cetera. And they can be good but I want to encourage you to maybe expand out and look into some different kinds of foods that are really rich in these vital nutrients. And just also do remember that the specific organ concentrates a particular vitamin that gives you a particular benefit. So if you're looking at improving your heart health, you want to get some CoQ10. So could having something like chicken hearts fried up be part of your plan? It definitely could. And I think there's ways that you can make this stuff taste very good. And we can get over the whole stigma we have of not using organ meats. I think if we bring that back, our health overall is going to improve. So I hope you found this valuable, my friend. You certainly don't have to eat organ meats, but at least you know a little more about them. They concentrate all the vitamins and they can be very beneficial for you and your family. So I hope you try this out and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey there, my friend. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Fit Mother Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, I have a favor to ask you. Please consider taking 60 seconds right now to leave us a rating and review on our podcast leaving us a review is super quick. It only takes a minute. And it's so so helpful to us as it really boosts this podcast to reach more people who need this information and this message. If you're listening on Apple podcast, you can leave us a star rating and review. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit the like button and leave us a comment. Overall, I truly appreciate you being with us here on the podcast. On behalf of me and my entire Fit Mother Project team, we truly feel honored and grateful to support you and your family on your journey to fantastic health. I thank you for your support of this podcast and of this mission.